You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. It's Frida's world. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So today we're going to go right into the show. I have a very special guest by the name of Lucha Cineaste Fleury, who is an event planner here in New York City. She is going to give her story about being in corporate, taking the leap from corporate into full-time entrepreneurship, but then finding herself back into the corporate world. And so many times we hear stories about people taking the leap from corporate and going into full-time entrepreneurship, but we don't really hear the stories of the people who find themselves back into the corporate space for one reason or another. And so today we are going to have my very special guest um, talk about her experiences and to hopefully give some words of encouragement for people who are finding themselves in this predicament, people who are finding themselves having to go back to corporate after taking the leap and, you know, experiencing feelings of self-doubt, um, failing and all this other stuff. So you definitely want to keep it locked here for our special guest. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very special guest, my cousin, actually, Lucha Cineas Sefleury. <laughs> did I get, did I get all the names right? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> I am well. I am well. Don't I sound so Haitian? I love it. Like, I, so French. I know. I was like, like, you can't escape. I cannot escape it. This yeah. is who I am. And yes, I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucha, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, etc. Who am I? Let's see. I am... Um an adventurous 41-year-old woman who is, um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom to three children, I'm a business owner, um, entrepreneur, and also a corporate America worker, Um, and basically doing a little bit of everything that I feel that are tied to my passion and my calling. And fulfilling also the things that I'm passionate about. So I think it's 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 one thing when you reach a certain peak in life is to embrace and assess the thing. First, you have to assess the things that uh, that's of interest to you, mm-hmm. and making um, way, making create some path for you to achieve those those things. And I think that I'm 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 working on that. Um, it's not to my expectations just yet but it's a work in progress so I love the fact that I am someone who's constantly working on myself and assuring that I you know I set um goals for myself to achieve the things that I want so it sounds like you're doing a lot and I am but it sounds like you can you know how they say these things like oh you know women we can have it all it sounds like you kind of have you have it all you're just managing it it's Um, it's it's (laughs) <laughs> we want it all and we can, but it comes with a lot of, um, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not, yes, you can have the things to do, but something's going to, something is, is going to fall off. Um, it's just a matter of wanting it all and meaning that you're going to sacrifice, whether it's some time you may not have as much time to yourself, or you may sacrifice a little bit in your relationship, sacrifice a little bit with your, your friendship. Like there's something you can have it all, but not to the full extent. Mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. You know? So it's a lot. It, it's not, it's easier said than done, but yes, you can, but it comes with a price tag. Okay. And through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen Can't forget JC. Amen to that. So, Lucha, you mentioned that you are a business owner. What's the business? I am a wedding and special events planner and designer. 
Um, this stems back years, you know, I always had a passion for celebrating people mm-hmm. is not so much the details that I'm concerned about, but is the moment is the journey. So whenever it comes to someone celebrate, whether it's you're celebrating a birthday or a milestone, um, accomplishment, I think about the individual, whether there's a story behind it, whether we're celebrating life or celebrating getting married, certain hurdles that we've overcome and just want to embrace that. And I love being a part of that process of giving people something that's coming out of me, you know? So when you're Mm -hmm. designing and you're planning, it's yes, the client will have their vision and you're coming and you're listening to them and you want to give them the best and you're, you're really taking something out of you to give to them and the satisfaction at the, you know, once you complete that task, you know, it's so fulfilling and, and gratifying. So for me, I decided, you know what, I really love celebrating people. Um, when I was in corporate, um, around the first time around, I was the one that would take the lead in celebrating someone's bridal shower, baby shower. I would drop off everything just to plan that. And I would do it, you know, on a personal level for my friends and family. And I decided why not pursue a career in this, not knowing three years ago, how vast this industry is. Like I didn't know that it was so saturated until I, um, I got myself involved in it. I was like, wait, this thing really exists. Um, but I, I, it, you know, within the two years that I started to pursue this, you know, I'm not saying that I'm there, but I, I, I've built a name for myself. And I think those who work with me, the clients that I've had, um, in the past and returning clients have been pleased. And I, I get to see my hard work pay, it pays off. And I think the client satisfaction, client customer service, the things that you give, you know, it is rewarding. So I did pursue that back in 2016. Um, it started with me just doing it from home. And then a few months later, to God be the glory, I was able to open up a storefront where it hosts, where I'm able to host my own events, as well as an office space for myself to work out of in Queens, New York. I remember when you I remember when you first announced that you were leaving your corporate job to do the event planning, wedding planning like on a full-time basis. And I yeah. was just like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> cuz you know, people were cuz people were I feel like people had started slowly taking leaps around that time, but not right. really. Like it's now that you're hearing more about yo I quit my job to to follow my passion, but at the time that you had left, it really wasn't something that was like widely known. Like people weren't really doing that. Right, and I remember right. thinking I'm going to pray for her. <laughs> I'm going to pray cuz I, you know, cause you, I, yeah, because you, you and- you and everyone else. Yeah, because like, like, I'm going to pray because you are working. I mean, you've been working in corporate America for from, years, you know, since you were like, I don't know, like a teenager almost, I would say. Yes, I started working at the age of 14. Yeah. And I decided to, re- I resigned at the age of what, 38? Mm-hmm. I was 38, 39. When I said, but it, but again, I'm going to be completely honest. It wasn't so much, oh, I'm going to quit. Like I put a, a much thought behind it to say, I'm going to leave to pursue this. But I knew for years, like while I was working, I love what I did. Honestly, I was a corporate recruiter for media advertising agency. I love meeting people. I think that's, it still ties to what I do. There's a lot of transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the aspect of working with someone or working with the candidate, whether I offer them the job or not, that we, a lot of my, the, my hires or even people that I didn't hire, I built relationships with them. You know, mm-hmm. they walked away feeling informed, like there, there was some type of guidance, you know, support where I can lead them to the right career path. Mm-hmm. But it, it just so much. So I like what I was doing, but I wasn't too crazy about the people that I was working with. So it was like the store that broke the camel's back. Like for, for years, I knew it was time for me to exit. And I think a lot of times we have those inklings that you have that feeling where it's time to move and we get so comfortable and, um, it it feels like we we have something to prove by staying. And I knew it was time for me to go. And for a few years, if you ask my colleagues that I'm, those that I'm still 
um, close to, they can tell you, like Lucia was tell you for you guys, like I'm just passing by. And it was that I'm a passenger here. And I knew that there was something else for me. Mm. Um, I didn't know exactly what it was, but because there were just um, this discomfort that hap- was happening at work. And I think I'm going to use those, those discomfort season as the opportunity for us to move away, right? I believe God create things for us to say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move on and press on in which I did. And it was shocking for me when I resigned. Um, it was shocking for my family. Like, of course, you know, I'm married. Like it's not something that I really consulted with my husband. So that created a little, to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. with people out there, it wasn't like, all peachy like oh she's resigning it was just more like it's something that I need to do for me personally I think for years you know like I said I've been working for four since I was 14 and I and I believe I've taken a lot of burden for other people I've carried like it was just a time a moment for me to do something for me you know it was being selfish it was me being selfish and saying I'm going to go and pursue something for me I'm going to try it out, see what happens. And, and we'll just take it from there. I believe that with the kind of job that I had, it was, um, like I said, I was a recruiter. So it was a job that was, I can do remotely. I could Mm -hmm. do virtually, you know, it wasn't something that needs to be the office nine to five. So I figured, you know, if if this doesn't work out, I can consult, I can work from home. I can, um, do something remotely. I don't feel like I'm losing anything because when it comes to recruiting, it's either you you have a connection with people or you don't. And I believe that I have that ability to connect with people and, and recruit from wherever that wherever I am. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't fear that, you know. So it wasn't like lost, like I was losing skills because you're you're meeting with people every day, right? It's yeah. part of your life and and how you're engaging. So I didn't feel that I was losing any skills in terms of like leaving my job, but I did. So it wasn't peaches. It wasn't roses. Like, oh my God, oh, she's leaving her job. Like, <laughs> it, it was, you know, it was a, a great salary. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was life changing, but it felt good. It, I, I struggled because, yeah, I'm not bringing in the same income. And I don't want people to think because you, you're a business owner that you're raking in the dough, which is far from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used a lot of my savings to support my dream, right? So it was like, I'm really going to be selfish. But of course, you get that remorse like, oh, my God, I am a mother of three, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do have an older child going to college soon. And I do have two young. Like, you know, it, it, it was a heavy... Um, it, it weighed a lot on me knowing that there are people depending on me and that I have to do right by them. But of course I still felt that I needed to fulfill me. You know, I needed to fill up my cup because often we're, we're, we're putting, we're putting so much into others and not ourselves. And we, we walk away with regrets. And I'm one of those individuals who I go head first. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those, I don't really process things. I just do it and then I'll navigate my way around it. That's always been my approach. It's scary for so many people because I know my friends was like, no, I have to map it up for five years first, have a plan and then do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to figure it out on my way there. Right. So that's my approach. And that's what I've been doing for the past three years. And of course, in doing so, because you, you're investing so much, there's so much I'm learning about business, you know, running a business, things that I didn't know about that I'm learning and it's forcing me to really step up. But then again, I had to stop and think about my family and my obligations to them Mm -hmm. and try to find a way where I can balance everything, where I can still meet their, meet their needs and still fulfill my personal goal and feeling that I'm in my purpose and knowing that running a business comes with a high price tag. You know, you have overhead, you have, um, expenses. And of course you, you're in the, the wedding and events planning industry. You're going to have your slow seasons. So, exactly. that's, something that I, so that's something I had to learn along, along the way. Like, okay, during the off peak when the January, yes, some baby showers may come here and there, but then it's not going to sustain the family business. And that's where I had to make the hard decisions. Okay. I'm running a business for me to run it smart. I need to have a supplemental income. I need money to constantly come in. Um, for me not to worry about the seasons where is there's a drought, right? So I did, I returned back to corporate in 
December of 2018. Now, the one thing after two and a half, almost three years out of um, corporate, I learned so much from the time that I left um, and returning back that I've changed a lot. You know, I think now I'm no longer seeking approval or validation. Um, I, I know what I want. So I'm a little bit more vocal Mm -hmm. in a more diplomatic way. Right. So I know now how to navigate the corporate bullshit, you Mm -hmm. know, like before it was, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And it, that probably turned people off like, oh my gosh, she's going to tell you exactly how she feels. And, you know, so I've learned to finesse in a way, like, um, restructure my thinking, understanding how to deal with people and how to get what I want and need. So that three years, those three years taught me a lot. So going back to corporate, my attitude is different. My approach is different. And I also saw it as a way to wider my, to cast a wider net for potential clients, right? Mm -hmm. So you're a wedding planner. So I'm meeting people. I work in an industry where everyone is, 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 is in the late twenties or in that prime age where they're thinking about family getting married so now I have a sit, a seat where um I'm able to talk about my business freely you know before I know many people don't tell um what they're doing outside of the corporate doors because it's private people yeah. might use that against you I am extremely vocal because this is my take on it someone asked me like why do you why do you want to let them know that you you do wedding planning and I said listen I have worked for so many years and I think part of corporate and I think part of fulfilling everything that we desire and for us to be our best selves every day is to be true to who you are. And if I'm able to feed my passion, that makes me a happier individual. But how do you translate that though in like, how would, how do you effectively translate that in the corporate setting? Because I could understand why a lot of people would say, why are you you know, saying what you do on the side? Because I guess of that fear of like, you know, that fear of being seen as a solicitor, right? So sometimes like for myself, you know, I have free to women NYC, I have the accessories. So one way that I kind of do it without doing it is that I wear my accessories. So when people ask me, I have no choice but to tell them, oh, this is right. where it is. But if I didn't do it that way and I started like going around telling everybody, yeah, and this is my business, go on my Instagram or here's my card, here's my website. Some people feel uncomfortable because they don't want to be seen. Like they don't want to oh, I guess, get no, in no, trouble. No. Oh, of course. My approach is far from that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, I do not wear design by Lou on my sleeve. Like here I am. I'm the wedding planner, mm-hmm. but it can stem for, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Right? Ah, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a wedding. I have an event that I'm, you know, I plan. And this. they're like, oh, you do that. And it'll strike a conversation, but it's never like, here's my business mm-hmm. card. No. Um, but if someone wants to find out what's my personal interest, what do I do outside of work, what excites me, that's where I will insert my passion mm-hmm. right but it's never like oh you're playing a wedding here's my business card right yeah. so it's nothing like that no it's it's very um it's discreet and not discreet at the same time meaning i don't discuss my business openly but if you do ask me what am i doing this weekend or what what i did last weekend i will then tell you and that will engage them to say oh my god you do centerpieces do you have any pictures that i can see then i'll show them Mm -hmm. and then it's strictly business you know um so i know how to to work that where people feel like oh my gosh she's throwing her business down my throat absolutely not it's more of this is who i am if you're asking me what i'm doing this weekend i'm going to tell you what i'm doing you know, as opposed to, no, I don't want them to let know that I do centerpieces or, (laughs) or I'm throwing a party. No, I love celebrating people. I love it. And I also think that the whole part of celebrating people in my career as a recruiter, I always have this respect for every candidate and every employee that I encounter. And I think celebrating people should be something that employers are embracing, you know, or looking into to make someone feel a little bit better about themselves or, um, 
elevating them in such a way where they're, they're feeling appreciated. And this is what I do when I take it to my personal, um, endeavor, like celebrating people, I'm making people happy. It's, it's my attitude is, is the energy that I bring. Um, so this is who I am. So it's in that sense, but not so much. So going around and distributing my business cards and saying, you know, call me if you mm-hmm. know of anyone, like make them my personal referral. Yeah. No, nothing like, nothing like that at all. But it just more of just engage. If someone wants to get to know me a little bit better and, you know, in passing, whatever, like, Hey, what did you do this weekend? What's going on in your life? What'd you like to do? Then that's when I will definitely share who I am okay. with them. Well, I wanted to go back a little bit to um, the point where you, you know, discussed how you went back to work. So you started off, you know, working in corporate America for all these years. And then, you know, you decided to make to make the leap, as people are calling it now, to make the jump. Um, And so I wanted to talk about so you made the jump. You know, you left corporate America to do what what you felt was your passion, your calling and what you ultimately really felt, you know, like you needed to do. But then. I guess I want to know a little bit more if you could describe what you were thinking and, you know, when you realized that, oh man, I got to go back to work. Like the feeling, you know, how how did you feel? At first I felt like I was failing, you know, like I'm not, um, what people perceived of me, like this bold girl like who just decided to quit her job to pursue her passion I felt like I was disappointing the mass like I I was disappointing myself at Mm -hmm. first I was like I this is my baby like in three years I'm trying to build something and I need to be in the forefront of knowing how it's running um taking classes meeting with people and now I had to go back at first I was angry at my husband like you know just real talk you mm-hmm. know um when you have a spouse when you um your family like the people that you you rely on to support on you and you you know I felt like I wasn't supported enough mm-hmm. um and I became angry I'm gonna be completely honest I'm just like you know I can support the whole world but I just couldn't for some reason no one could have supported me mm-hmm. you know so I could just and that's do real this talk thing and that's real talk. And I, it's, it, it's, it's something that bothered me for a while. And, um, and I had to adjust to, okay, you, I'm accountable for myself. Um, I've never been the type who to be very, to be dependent on anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know me for years, that yes. you know how I roll, I do my thing and, and, and I just get things done. I have that attitude. Just, I just get it done. I don't wait on anyone, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it is such a vulnerable time when you are running a business and relying on support, relying, like you need people, you need friends, you need this. And and it's not happening according to how you thought it was supposed to, you know? So there was a lot of disappointment there. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to work and I got to do it. You know, I got to do what I need to do um, and try to balance it all. But I think running a business comes hard down to support. Having, yeah. a, a, having a support system. It's not that my husband was not supportive, but he has his own things that he wants to pursue. And what, what's passionate for me was not passionate for him. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't really impose that on him. Right. How can I impose my passion on somebody else? You know, how can I, I impose my vision. If they don't see what I see, you know, their reaction, the way they're going to receive, it's going to be completely different from me, you know? So this, I had to think about like, this is my baby at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. This is me. This is for me. Um, I don't expect everyone else to see what I see. I can only see what I believe that God is, is g- the vision that God is giving me for me to move forward. But then that's for me, you know, and just because someone else is not, you know, perceiving it or embracing it the way that I am, I shouldn't be upset. So after a while, I got over it. You know, I went back. I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting paid consistently and money's in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Good feeling, right? Good feeling on Fridays. (laughs) Okay. 
money is rolling in, it's coming in, bills are paid, things like it, it's it's hard. Like I would tell people that it's it's not easy, but if you're if you're consistent and you have faith, you know, and you have to corner God. Like sometimes I, I tell people, if only you knew my story. And if only you knew my journey, but it comes with really leaning in and leaning on Jesus. You know, if I don't corner him sometimes, like, what are you going to do about this? (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, what's good? (laughs) What's good? Let's talk. Like, pull up a chair. Like, Father, I need you to sit right here. We're going to have a little talk. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I tell people, that's how I, that's my God, you know, you have to treat them like, okay, this is due. Um, this, you know, I need you to take care of this right now. And he comes through, you know. Let me and tell you something. Since- <laughs> Today, t- this morning, I mean, since we're talking about he he comes through, you know, I've been going through, you know, um, some difficult times in the financial sector. But mm-hmm. this morning, you know, I had to, I've been having a lot of dental work, unfortunately. I don't know if you, when you get to a certain age, your teeth start tacked up. And so I had to get a lot of dental work and I realized that my insurance does not really pay for, for much. And I was like, I have to go in today. I got to finish the work. And I had some other bills that were due and I'm looking at what's in my bank account. And I was just like, what is happening here? This morning I woke up. There was something that came through that I did not think was going to come through for a very long time. And I was just like, wow. I was like, Jesus, really? Yes. And let me tell you, I, we can go through testimonies after testimonies, but I certainly with those people who know me, um, who may know more than others, I, my story remains consistent and is the same as that Jesus. Um, not by my might, but by the power of God. And every day I am grateful for opportunities. And even going back to work, I look to him to say, mm-hmm. I know I am here for a purpose. You mm-hmm. design it in such a way. So instead of me being angry or disappointed that I have to go back, but I'm going to seize, seize this as an opportunity, as another opportunity, and that you're creating another pathway. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to trust that something amazing is going to come out of this. And I'm meeting people and I'm going places and I've encountered different, like it's been amazing thus far. I, I in The past six months that I've been back, it's been good because my perspective is different mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm expecting God to do something great while I'm there, you know? So he's not done with me. So it's one of those things like, okay, what are the lessons? What else do I need to learn? Who do I need to meet? Where is this going? I don't know how, but I'm trusting God. So in everything, I don't know who's out there who wants to, um, make a change or need to pursue something or who's holding back. I have never been the type to hold back. And, and before I release, I do consult with God. I, um, sometimes people want to like, who do, like, who are you talking to? And how does these things happen for you? I said, because I am a vessel and however he sees it fit, he'll work through me. And I am just a, a living testimony. So if you believe in what you're doing and you believe in God and you believe that he will walk you and guide you and get you through the hurdle or give you leads, he will do that. Um, and that's what he's been doing in my life. Um, and I'm grateful for the opportunity and even grateful to know that having the the courage to step out and to do something, to do things. I think many people like, Oh my God, like having a store, a storefront, it is not easy. But every day that I'm in that space, I look at it. I say, God, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. You know, um, no income. Like again, it's one of those stories. Like how did I get here and relying on him? Like you, you need to take care of this, you know, but Every day I use it, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for opportunities. And I just want people to be encouraged and not to give up um, and just to press on. 
And if you believe, you just need to move forward. And he he got your back. You know, he got your back. Well, how is it now managing um, both the storefront and, I mean, it's not just the storefront because the storefront is just one aspect of the business, but you're planning, you know, weddings, you're planning events while still working full time in corporate America. So how are you able to really balance the two, especially since event planning can take you all over the place? It can. Um, Just a few weeks ago, you know, I was in Florida Mm -hmm. um, because I had to I have a client who's getting married there, who's getting married in Florida in November. and We had to go there two weeks ago just to meet with vendors and to iron out some some stuff. So basically I'm using all of my paid PTO, I am that employee who uses every single time. I mean, they give it to you. They give it to you. No, but you you know, sometimes people are, it's like frown upon, like you use all your days. Yeah, I know. It is. I I was one of those people who never used even a sick day. I've learned. No, I'm using every (laughs) day. I'm not giving you 30 minutes of free time, you know? So, for me, it's again like coming in saying, okay, I need to really map out my. So I carved out a week, a few days, like time with my family personally, mm-hmm. you know, for my family vacation, and then allocating a lot of my other times around my weddings, my events, you know, like things that I need to do. Okay, now I have a summer Friday. I'm going to use this Friday to prep for um, an event on Friday, mm. on Saturday. Then you have this wedding in November, then okay, I'm going to take this floating, you know, so I really had to map out my um, events around my schedule, my time off. Mm-hmm. And then of course, working with other um, event planners, like I have other um, colleagues that I will tag in with certain um, projects, events, where they're like, okay, here's um, the, the the outline, this is where they're going to be helping me. So I know where I need to step in and step out. And of course I can really communicate with my clients through email at work or on my lunch break. I will dedicate some time for me to go in, send emails out and propose. And if I need to meet with them, the good thing about having the space, I will schedule time and we'll go meet at my office in Queens. Mm. Right. So you still have that, but it is extremely hard juggling everything that's part of like can you have it all yeah but it comes with a sacrifice right so you're not getting your full eight hours of sleep you know um you're pulled in a little bit you're pulled in different direction and you have to accommodate different people so you're stretched thin but this is part of the the grunt work right you this is this is what it means to build something so as hard as it is but i'm really looking forward to like retire like this is a lot so it's paying off. It's hard work, but you just have to do what you got to do. Now, do you, are you, is it in the cards um, for you to leave corporate America again and, and continue pursuing this, um, you know, your business full time or, or is that something you're just going to, like, if it happens, it happens right now, I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing now. No, I mean, for me, going back, I'm going back with a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like, okay, I have a five-year plan. So it's really going back with a more strategic approach. Remember, I left I, I left without a plan, you know? Ah, and I um, think that's important to emphasize. I think important. that a like lot of someone, people, they, they, they forget the plan part. They forget the plan. I didn't plan. I knew I had to leave. Like I said, I had the feeling, the inkling. It was there. Like, I felt like my time was coming to an end, but I didn't plan for it. And I think I should have used the the, the years where I felt like I needed to leave to plan out. But again, mm. I didn't know exactly what I, I wanted to pursue. So the approach was different. So now I'm going back with a plan. Like, okay, five years, what do I need to do? How I need to save? How I need to make things happen so that within the five years, if according to God's will, that I can exit with a good plan without ever having to go back. You know, I think that's really important because I feel like a lot of us have this, you know, who's working in the corporate world. We have that itch, like to be very honest right now. And I know I've spoken to you offline about this on several occasions. Like, I just feel like I need to be out. I don't know where I need to be going, but I know I need to be out. But it's true. Like, you know, I've, I've had this feeling for a while and sometimes I go back and I'm like, man, 
why wasn't I saving more aggressively or why wasn't I really why? building out the, the, you know, the next two years? Okay, Rita, you're going to leave in two years. This is what you need to do. Like a lot of Absolutely. us don't do that. And then, and Absolutely. I think we end up in situations where now we're like, you know, we're like, no, I need to leave right now. And then you end up leaving and it's not necessarily the best situation because it's you didn't have a plan. You didn't plan. Right. A plan is definitely something that I've learned. And I will tell people if you are considering leaving and you know your time is up, you want to give yourself another year or things to consider. Like if if your company is offering you sabbatical leave, you know, certain things don't leave it on the table. Like really map it out. Like what if I stay in the next year or two, I get a sabbatical leave that's about a month or two paid, you know, or I get this, I get that, I can build on this. Or if you want to leave, but you need um some type of continued education, maybe I need to take advantage of tuition reimbursement, right? I need to enroll in school mm-hmm. and have my employer pay for my education. Whatever it is, like really, um, it should be like a well thought out plan to say I'm going to leave so you can be in a better situation um, than what I did, you know? So I want people to be, be a little bit more, be, be a little bit more, um, I guess smarter. Yeah, knowledgeable. Yeah, knowledgeable. Yeah. About the approach because you don't want to leave anything on the table, but take as much, take as much as you can. And I think that's important too because a lot of people don't do that. Like, like you were talking about how you take every single, you know, PTO day, and some people don't even know that their jobs may actually have options of taking paid sabbaticals yeah and so there's so many different things like i and and it's good to educate yourself again i think i said this on another show about like your employee manual your handbook what's available to you because i know for me i can't like i would love to take a leave of absence but i know the way my job works is that they will start they will take from your uh vacation time first and then you know you you take whatever leave of absence and so for me i'm like i need the vacation to stay intact (laughs) so definitely understand what your your benefits policy outlines Mm -hmm. you know know what what's afforded to you what you need to do and how you can do it so sit down with someone when you're making this plan um go to your benefits because a lot of times people don't know what, what's being offered mm-hmm. or what they're qualified for. Um, I say, go and sit with your benefits administrator and they, they'll tell you, okay, well, you know what you have, you've been here for X amount of years. You're entitled to this, that, and the third and use that all towards your plan as an exit strategy. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think that's definitely sound advice, but I think what's also important, you know, one of the main themes that I got from this convo is that, you know, plans change, things happen. And so being flexible, I think, and open is definitely necessary. And in your case, you know, you worked in corporate America for so many years, you took the leap, you left. And many people, you know, when they take a leap, they're like, okay, well, I'm never coming back. But you had to reassess and reconfigure and you went back. Absolutely. You have to, because when you're in addition to like building credit, right? So when you're a business owner and you're, you have money coming in, but you have expenses mm-hmm. and then your income, you, you're not showing that you're making a high income, right? So getting approval for certain things might be an issue. So for me, it's like, okay, I need to go back, get my income up. There are certain things I still want to pur- um, purchase and pursue. And I need to have the income to show that it's being, you know, that I mm-hmm. have um, the finances to support it. So that was important for me, you know? So it's, it's looking back like, okay, I, I'm going to use this as an advantage, not as a seeing this as a downfall, like, oh my God, I have to go back. But it's like, no, I'm going back with a purpose, with a plan and outlining and, and, and using to my advantage, you know, um, and figure out the things that I still need to, I want to pursue, go on my bucket list, things that requires, um, you know, financial statements where I can prove that the income is there to support what I'm, what I'm needing for. So it's, it's all of that going back with the, with the open mind and not being, um, not I don't want to be failed. confused. Ex- exactly. Exactly. But it's more of a purpose, like a, a purposeful return. Yeah. It's like I'm going back with a mission. 
you know, so that's, that's what I, I, I'm taking away from it. It's like, okay, I'm back with the mission. I know what I want and I know what I need. And I basically outlining how I need to achieve those things. So whether you're making plans financially or whether, whether it's meeting someone else, whatever the case may be, but just outlining a plan that way you don't feel like don't just go back to go back, but go back with a purpose. Mm -hmm. That way it makes everything seamless. Like you're happier, you're up because you know, I have five years here. I have an expiration date and you want to stick to that expiration date. And that's five years or 10 years, whatever the case may be, how you want to build it out. But you know that you have an expiration date. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that's definitely for me, I find that to be very valuable because I, I find that a lot of times, you know, we, you know, even when we're making our plans, we make them to a point where it's like, you know, it this has to be, it It cannot deviate. But I think what's important um, here is that, you know, you know, we all, we all go into these things sometimes, sometimes blindly and sometimes even with a plan, but that things change and sometimes life changes. Life is very unexpected. It's, it's unpredictable. Yeah, it's and unpredictable. Yeah. And that and you just have to adjust to and it. the mindset and then just making sure that you keep the mindset positive that it, you know, cause a lot of times I think people find that, you know, if they, if things don't happen the way they set it out to, you know, happen, that they're they failed no and no not, not yeah, at all exactly yeah and so I, yeah and I, I know people feel like I, i'm one of those who don't mind failing like you know i'm one of those i'm gonna try and mm-hmm. see how it works out if it doesn't work out okay i'll try the next thing but it will not consume me that does not validate who i think I appreciate my strong backbone. I appreciate my tendency to just push forward, to try something, to um, walk in the dark, not knowing what's on the other side. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that person. And if it doesn't work out, if the, if the result is not favorable, it's okay. You know, I'm not gonna be like, Oh my God, you know, no, it is. What back it to is. The I'll yeah. You, 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 you go back to the drawing board and you readjust and you need to make some changes, you know? Um, and that's part of learning. Um, and definitely it has been a learning, um, a learning process for me the past few years and I'm still learning even just in this business, just how to navigate with other people, other vendors, you know, relationship, your clients. So things that matters, you know, where do I need to take design by Lou? What do I foresee? Like what it is that I like, I've been able to assess when it comes to wedding planning and designing, I have been able to assess what I like and I, what I don't like, you know, what I don't want to do anymore, what I, what I really want to feel like it's my passion I want to do. And I've been able to outline that because at the end of the day, you're going and doing everything, but you're going to realize there are things you're going to appreciate a little bit more than others. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a different shift, you know? that is going to be a different approach in how you're taking your business because you're in it now. You're trying to figure, navigate like what it is that I like, what I don't like, who do I want to deal with? You know, it's a lot of assessing. So I've done that, which I think one of the things that I've discussed with you, right, is I said, Rita, I really don't like sitting, you know, like planning events, not Mm -hmm. like planning events, but like throwing parties or sitting at the venue while people have like, I don't want to do that. I had to really assess and say, you know what, I have small children at home. When you are planning these parties constantly every weekend, you're taking time away from your family. So that is one thing in the beginning that I felt like every other weekend I was at home and it's like mm-hmm. long hours. Yeah. So I had to readjust and say, hmm, maybe this is part of the job that I don't have to do. So I have the space. I rather work with other vendors, other planners, people who have more flexibility, you know, promoters who and say, here's a space. Let's work out a rate. You run the space, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to run it. You know, I don't because it's very time consuming and I want to spend more time with my family. So knowing that you do these things and you're like, you're out for if you're planning by Thursday, you're, you're out of commission. You're not available to your family mm-hmm. up until after the event. And when you are home, your body is so sore. You're like, leave me alone, <laughs> you know? So 
and then you're doing it all over again. So I've had the time to assess the things that I like and don't like about the the business and the things that I really, really want to horn in and, and horn on and just, just really pursue um, other aspects of it and working and collaborating with other vendors, um, working with other planners to see, you know, how we can collaborate. And I think that's one thing within this industry, people feel like, oh, you know, the com- competition. I'm like, no, there is no competition. I'm, I'm not one of those, like there's room for everyone and how we can leverage each other's strength and how we can work together and that everyone is getting a, is getting a cut. You know, I rather some than none. Yeah. So it's that, you know, it's been, um, like I said, a learning, learning years, learning years of just how to navigate the life of, of running a business, family and going back to corporate and yeah. just being comfortable under my skin and, and just taking it one day at a time. Okay. Well, I think we definitely got a lot of gems um, on this particular episode, especially I think it was really important to really talk about, you know, oftentimes we hear people who take the jump and then that's it. We don't really know much more about what's going on, you know, their highs, their lows. But it's very, it's it's not too often do we hear about people who did make the jump and then had to come back, but still managing what they jumped for. Right, right. <laughs> but, no, you know, no, these are real, you know, these are real stories and real situations. Real stories, happen. real situations. Sometimes I just want to log into Facebook, like people listen, cause I, I want to, I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, I will tell you. Um, so I don't want people to have this perception like, Oh, life is great and grand. And well, no, it's far from that. Um, but I love the fact that I am still pursuing something. Yeah. Right. And so it's that's not, important. you didn't give up. You're still holding on. And you're pushing forward. And I think that's the only thing that is required of you. Yeah. Is to continue and to push. Um, any setback is not a failure. Going back to work is not a failure. It's like, oh, you're being smart. You want to replenish. I Now I can say, oh, my God, I can go out to dinner to a nice restaurant because there's money coming in. You know, I yeah. know the schedule clock. I could do so before I was deprived of certain things because I had to make the decision of running a business obligation and certain things I couldn't do. But now it's like, I have more um, flexibility now, room room to breathe and make better choices, better plans and really going in with a strategy. So as long as you're holding on, that's all that is required is to hold on. So now where can we find this lovely business of yours what are are your social media handles what's your website absolutely it's designed by lou.com that's d-e-s-i-g-n-e-d-b-y-l-u.com um instagram designed by lou facebook designed by lou everything is consistent so um and the location our venue is located in rosedale queens is centrally central located in near the Belt Parkway, the Long Island Railroad. We have public transportation. There's two um, municipal parking lots. So it's convenient. It's really for small, intimate events, like accommodating up to 70 guests. And we're now trying to spruce out our backyard for um, for those who desire like an outdoor space. Oh. So, yeah. So we're working on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a great space. If you want something that has like a chic look, um, a little m- modern and classic look, uh, I think the, it's aesthetically pleasing. So I love it. And it's in a, in a very convenient location and wedding planning, of course, is something that we do. Um, I will say internationally, we um, had weddings in DR and we're, we're moving to Mexico. We're doing different parts and, you know, just express, you know, spreading our wings, you know, so helping clients with whether it's just the planning, full, full planning, or just partial planning or just date of coordination. Mm-hmm. We can certainly help clients with that. Or if the client wants to do the full planning, but lack the vision in terms of how they want their, um, their event to look, we can certainly, um, come up with a design concept for them and we'll execute the setup and the breakdown for them. Okay, great. Well, cousin Lou, 
Thank you, cousin Tata. This was, I know people didn't even. I, I think you're the only. Yeah, you're the only person who's ever called me Tata on this show. So for those of you who don't know, Tata is my nickname. Rita. That's Rita, her nickname. Rita. I Tata. call her Tata. <laughs> Tata's my she nickname. Said, <laughs> she, she said in my contact as Tata. You know. Like, <laughs> And, and I think it makes it a little bit more personal. It, like, does, it, it does. It does. Because not everybody's it's calling me Tata. <laughs> yeah. No one else is permitted to call you Tata but me. If no one is calling you Tata, like, it's going to be a loo thing. I'm going to call you Tata. Okay? But it's been great. And I think it runs in our DNA. It, it runs in the family, like yeah. entrepreneurs and people like really pushing and pursuing things. But I really just do hope it's not, like, again, like, for me, it's not just about the the event or mm-hmm. the aesthetic. It's about the journey. And like I said, I have a lot to share. But for me, I've had a long journey and I learned to appreciate every blessing. So I want people to um, approach their wedding celebration with gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, the numbers, um, if you're single, be encouraged. Know that God is on his way. Lucha always has a word for the singles. Jesus. Oh, I have to because I have to because I want people to be encouraged. You know my story. You have to have me back on the on the show for Yeah, I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you back on the show for for when 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 you talk about um relationships. Listen, I I have stories to tell, but I, I definitely want the singles to be encouraged. Those who's planning right now in the process to take a deep breath and know that. God is with you and do not sweat on the minor details. Just think about your, because marriage it's in itself. That's real work. Now that's a different talk. That is another so, topic too. We, just, we, we yeah, done just, got three topics from this show. <laughs> oh, we, we can go. But I think just p- preparing yourself for the courtship, just preparing yourself for learning about someone else and just embracing the journey. I, I really want people to take it in and saying, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm about to marry someone. Someone claim me. I'm claim. I'm his. I'm hers. And for those who is waiting, be patient. God is on his way. Rita and I, like I've spoken to you about doing a speed dating. Like everything I'm going to do at the space is going to be couple related. Like I want people to find their Boaz. I want people to feel happy um so we need to talk about that Tata. yes okay we will, we will talk about that offline because she out here talking about <laughs> finding boaz <laughs> it will come it will come but yes we I actually i actually will be planning for those of you who follow uh my feed women nyc you guys know i do a lot of events and so i do plan on using um the space to do a couple of events and we are thinking about doing a speed dating event um, probably in the month of August, because you do want to give these things some time for advertisement Absolutely. and stuff like that. So definitely, uh, stay tuned for the summer event. We have a, and we're having the open mic night, actually. It's going to be in July, in July yeah. 18th yeah. at, July 18th. at, at Designed by Lou, uh, studios. So definitely keep, um, keep your eyes open for the flyers and for the advertisements. Um, but yes, with that being said, Lulu, thank you so much for taking the time to make an appearance on this show and to talk to us, you know, about, you know, this was a very important topic. I think a lot of people are going through this as we speak. And so just to kind of give your story um, on, you know, how you did it and how you're still doing it and just, you know, being an inspiration to those out there who need it. Thank you. I'm glad. And that's, again, I... It's my testimony to share with people and hope that someone is encouraged and inspired and is able to move on. All right. Well, with that being said, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Frida's World. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you guys next week. It's Frida's World. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future, that's classic. It's Frida's world.